Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to have our third annual Fantasy Corn League results, where we'll go through the plots and the winning teams and winning varieties that we had here in the Fantasy Corn League plot. With me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey guys. Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilties out there. Special guest Doug Hintz. Hi. Derek Potratz. Hi everyone. And I am Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. All right, we have sad news here in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> Judas, Judas, I mean, <clears throat> Craig Council has gone to the Cubbies for a, I mean, a lot of money, a stupid amount of money for a baseball manager, but a lot of money. I, B- Bill is probably speechless on this still. I don't know his... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it still hurt, Bill? Uh, it's The hurt is over now. Monday was a bad day. The hurt's going to happen again when you see him in the, like... Right. Like, in the cubby. In out. the cub. Yeah. 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 In the cub hoodie. And you're well, just like, what? And to what use baseball happening? analogy, it really came out of left field. Like, Oh, yes. There was nothing Zero. really this leading up to this. was further than left field. Like, you'd heard rumors of the Mets, like, and that was almost like, oh, yeah, he'll go to the Mets. The That's greatest fine. was I saw my phone. I was like, the Mets hired, and I forget who they hired. And I was like, yes, they didn't hire counsel. And then, like... <laughs> 30 minutes later, the bomb drop said, yeah. <laughs> neither did the Brewers. And I heard, like, other teams rumored, like, even the Twins. And, like, as yeah. much as I don't like Minnesota, like, we have nothing against the Twins. No. Like, go there all day. But, like, I can't think of any other team that would be worse. Cardinals, probably. Just Cardinals would be Cardinals. tough. Their division, and they're, they always seem to beat us. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I decided what the worst part of it is, Bill, is – the Milwaukee fans won't even be able to go to AmFam Field and boo him. No, because be, it's always full of Cub fans. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be cheering him. Yes. So, like, not only can we not, like, pull a, you know, just a massive boo there, it's, like, going to be even more Cub fans than normal. Yeah. So, very – and, yeah, we've – we it seemed – and I'm sure other teams have this happened, but, man, do Wisconsin teams get their heart ripped out. Like, watching Favre in a Viking jersey – is still like just that one lives forever and yeah, forever. you know at least Favre I guess went to New York for a little while and know. then betrayed us like this was just such a big jump and the Cubs already had a manager it wasn't right. like they that, were looking yeah, or anything no, that was surprised me like what happened to their guy like they still had him yeah they just fired him like the next day <laughs> but they did it the same thing when they hired Madden too Joe Madden oh. way back when. Yeah. They fired their guy to hire Madden, so this isn't this isn't the first time they've done this. I think you guys were gone. At it. I don't know if you listened to it while you were driving yesterday, but they were talking on um, with Kuhn. I forget who who they had on with them about you know what happens at the end of this contract. Like, say he wants to come back, like to the Brewers, right? Like, oh. like how Favre came back and retired as a like. Oh, what if he wants right. to manage the Brewers again sometime in the future? Will all, all be forgiven like it was when Favre came back? And uh, obviously there was a little booing, but eventually people kind of got over it. And and then someone brought up the point, well, what if he sucks for the Cubs? Like, if he's terrible with the Cubs, which is what probably a lot of us are hoping for right now, would we even hire him back? Like, nah, yeah, you, no. you were terrible. Like, yeah. So it's a double-edged sword of, of how, yeah, 
how does that happen down the well, line? Well, and if he does really well and wins a World Series with them, right. like the opposite, they're going to be pissed too. Right. Like Favre almost would, like Favre would have won, like and got the Vikings, the Lombardi Trophy. That would have been very tough. Where at least right. you know there was he a, flamed out just well, like he did with he us. He flamed out, <laughs> and that was um, that was against the Saints yeah. when they had Bounty Gate going. Right. You know? So definitely that maybe helped us too, but. To see him go down that way was just great. Yeah, thankfully all the Packer players that have gone to Minnesota have not found success there and then come back to retire Packer. So. I think, Todd, the reason I've, I've like got somewhat past it is if you take out the rivalry part, like try to put that out of your mind and just look at it from council. Like, don't worry about this rivalry. He got paid... Crazy, eight yeah. million, where he was only going to get five with five and a half with the Brewers and seven with the Mets. So he wasn't even going to get. They paid even more than what the right. Mets did, right? The Cubs are going to they're going to spend money to get players. The Brewers are not. They just don't. So you're going to have a you're going to get paid more money. You're going to have a better team. You're only an hour and a half from where you just were. Right. You're as close as you can be. Right. Right. You have, I mean, that's why we're that big of rivals. You have two, two boys that play in the Big Ten for baseball and two girls still in high school in Milwaukee. Like, yeah, everything is still in Milwaukee for him, and yeah. he's only. Just think he literally that, doesn't though. have to move. He uh, well, just right. But he's probably going to get a condo right, right next to Wrigley, so he doesn't even have to but deal even with that, traffic. Like, think of how. And may, may, the people in Milwaukee will get over it, but at the same time, you are not beloved in that no. at all. Right? No. Like you go from being beloved to hated. Yeah. And like, like when they write "ass" on your side, like on the Craig Council the, Field in Whitefish yeah. Bay. It's so like immediately after two, so he spray paints that on the side, and then they put a like a garbage bag over the top, and then someone spray painted on that, that too. Really, like, yeah. So. But the whole thing, too, like, I think, Matt, you brought it up, was it last year, was like, this is my team, my city. Yeah, like, the whole campaign. All that campaign about, I'm a, I'm one of you, and then you go to, like, the worst spot you could. One of you until my contract is up. And until they pay me, way, you know, a lot yeah, of money. Right. Money talks. Which it, everyone has their price. It does. Uh, and it, maybe we just got to go back to, like, Giannis and how good he is yeah. for staying. Like, it's sort of, if you really think about it, that he that he is staying and stayed in Milwaukee is that much better. You, you really should praise those people more than being upset at the people that left. But man, for, for all the people that have stayed, like, thanks. Like we appreciate it. It's been great. Which is not to say they're not very rich people as a result. Of I, their right. Choices. Giannis is getting max contracts. Right. Yes. They're so. still making a lot of money, but at least they yeah, had some loyalty to the team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With that, let's get into our third annual Fantasy Corn League results. So as a reminder, what is the Fantasy Corn League? It's the, uh, f- our Fantasy Corn League participants, our owners of teams and managing a group of corn varieties on their team. Uh, their points are in this are based on bushels, so one bushel equals one point. Team with the most bushels or points wins. Yields are corrected to 15.5% moisture. So we had the draft earlier in the year, uh, just prior to planting. We picked our varieties. Each team has five varieties, I believe. Or is that where we five this up? year? Five this and year. This yeah, year we five, actually yeah. picked them after planting, which was a little unique. Right. Well, it was still it was, yeah, yeah, our we, plots weren't right. Yeah. Right. They weren't up. Yeah. Yeah. It was just different. It was yeah. 
Well, we had to know. We chose to do that because so we would know what was out there and yeah. what we had. So we weren't scrambling to find seed. But um, anyway, so the corn was drafted here, and Derek planted it in the corn plot at Tilth World Headquarters here in Seymour, Wisconsin. Trial was seeded in a randomized complete block design with four replications per variety. Boring. <laughs> Harvest each team's <laughs> yield was added together, and the winner will be crowned today as a result of those yield calculations. So Derek will not agree with you. No, I, this is not boring to him. It, this it's, is, it is fun, but I love when yeah you can talk <laughs> about plot design with Derek, and it's just like a... Yeah, it's get into the weeds, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> big time. So the winner will get the Fantasy League trophy, and as Todd just said, this is for fun and it's educational purposes. We are independent crop consultants, which means we don't sell agricultural products, uh, we re- and we recommend products based on the basis of merit and value. We feel all seed companies have many good varieties to offer. We work hard not to have company bias and pick based on past field experience with varieties and plot data. Uh, this year we had a lot of newer varieties, so we hadn't even seen a lot of some of these. So, um, you know, it's not like we're picking one company and doing our plots. We let the farmer pick which seed they want to work with and then work with them to pick varieties from whatever seed company. And if a seed company or farmer has a variety that they think we should try, we'd love to take a look at it. So, again, this is for fun. Winner gets trophy. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Yes, because it's fun. It's fun, yes. We're having fun. We're all having fun. Even the several of us that aren't winners today. (laughs) Yeah, that is sad. Four of us will be losers here today. So with that, let's turn it over to our league commissioner, Derek Potratz. <laughs> he didn't even talk yet. We gotta we, didn't we wait till he talks, oh, and then we boo him. Thanks, guys. Boo. <laughs> there it is. Boo. I'd like to officially welcome everyone to the 2023 results show. Dick, is this like your Super Bowl? It sure is. Yeah. yeah, like harvest when you get like when you get plots done. It's it's my Super Bowl is when I'm sitting at the computer just looking yeah. at the results and. <laughs> Planning the next relishing in all the and all the work <laughs> yeah. we did. Yeah. Boring. So yeah, another great year. Um, obviously, we had some drier weather this year, some challenges that way, but um, really fun to see how how that the weather this year affected uh, some of the results and and some of the varieties. So yeah, we're excited to see if Bill wins because he picked mostly drought variety. Yeah, I'm and, and the I'm cops just putting look, it out there right now. I'm not. Well, obviously, we can't all win, Bill, but. <laughs> Am I a winner in life? Four of us can lose. So, <laughs> it's still, if he doesn't win, it almost does go to strategy of would you ever plant all drought corn? Then you probably should not. Right, <laughs> right. right. If you don't win that that way, so it'll be interesting on that strategy. I, what do you think the in the past we've had yields? I, th- I think two years ago it was like two forties. And we've had two sixties, I believe, kind of as the top. But what do you guys think the top plot this year will be? I just this year? Yeah, I mean we gotta be good. It seems like yields are still good and they're quite right. Normal. I feel like this area wasn't as bad as the further south you went, so we're probably still in like the two thirty to two forty five range, I would say. 
That's yeah, in, in general here, we got most of the timelier rains in the later part of the season that I think help push the yields um, to an average yeah, level, I would say. Yeah, so I'm gonna go big. We're going to be 240s, yeah, two, yeah, two, 245. Yeah. Derek, what? Because um, you take a lot of factors throughout the year, like stem diameter and leaf length, you know, whatever height. Sure. Was there one factor that um, kind of correlated to yield? Or yeah, there there wasn't a ton of of strong correlations. The one that did stick out a little bit was um, plant height. There is somewhat of a positive correlation between plant height and yield. Um, and, Bill, and of course, um, plant population as well yeah. did play. A Bill role. watering his varieties didn't play. See, into yeah, <laughs> and I, I wish we would have collected that data, but we didn't have that <laughs> yeah. bill. So it was uh, must have one point three acre inches was the the sweet spot. So. Okay, yeah. Sure. yeah. You just save up his pee for the end of the day. <laughs> and just make sure he chose the harvest rows. Yeah, he picked the harvest rows and just went plant to plant every yep. day. Yep, watered them. No. That that's wild though. If you think about, you'd think all the parameters you could measure besides yield, you think there would be some correlation yeah. to even how things look. Like, oh, and I guess that tall is somewhat of a correlation is interesting, but it's yeah, and again, not, very small amount very, there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, plant population was the strongest um, predictor yeah, which, of yield. Yeah, that which would, is which makes sense well too, because we did see some of those where emergence was a bit of an issue this year with how. Yeah, and this Dry, year, like how wet it was, and then kind of dried up. So, right. yeah, that that could be one thing that hurts you, Bill. If some of those right because population visually, there, our right cob, my cobs look the biggest. But if that was the if it was lower population, lower population, yeah. Yeah. any issues harvesting? Did you see anything with stalks or anything that? No, um, the one I I always remember was the one that just had the tops down. Yep, um, which Corvette, was a, pretty Corvette, easy to yeah. see in the combine, but. Um, Otherwise, everything was standing really well. Um, didn't have any issues uh, shelling or anything like that. So, good. Derek's got the winning cob right here. I so, do. Yeah, yeah. It's in his pocket. He's yeah. not even showing it to us. But like, so it's, it's not a bad looking. It's a decent. I've got the cob. results. Like, yep, not much tip back on that one. Yeah, I've got the results organized. Fifth place down to first place. So we're going to start with our fifth place team with an average yield of 231.03 nice. bushels was rougher than a cob. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> drought loss. So we just got talking about drought loss strategy there and Loser apparently again. it didn't pay off this year. Wow. Ladies Loser and gentlemen, drought. Did drought failed us during the drought? What the heck? <laughs> and then within each team, we also have them listed um, in order of yield by variety within their team. So, wow. Slightly lower test weights in this trial um, compared to years past. Like overall well, or in well, mills? Overall, right. not, okay. not oh, just yeah. bills. Okay. Overall. And, like, oh, and your test weight was down, Bill. Jeez, kick a man while he's down. The spread too, two forty six to two oh eight. So that two oh eight really it, brings you got it. Like, it's always the, the bottom end. Like We've that, talked about that is that one variety that just kills you. Yep, it's your bottom end. It's it's the, the, and we'll see how these results go. But the more we do this, the more we you you can't pick dogs like yep. the you know you need those guys that maybe you don't pick the top, but you just got to stay away from the bottom. So yeah, you'll see Bill here. Yeah, I still can't believe that that the drought doesn't that that rating didn't just put you to the top. 
And even how good your cobs look, too. All right. Moving on to fourth place with an average yield of 231.1 bushels, the well, Mother Shuckers. Not a lot of difference there, wow. I beat you by point oh two. <laughs> That's wow. two hundredths of a bushel. Yeah. All right. In there good. third yeah. place the with dog. an average yield of two hundred and thirty one point two six was the best corning team. Doug. Doug. Doug, you had some there too, like you, one of yours brought you down a little bit, and you kind of had the same high end. So the right. spread's very close. It's just your the, your low end was higher than either yeah, of our yeah, low ends. Because yeah, nuts. Yeah. No, In second place, with an average yield of two hundred and thirty-four point one bushels, That's close to was yeah. the Corn Stars. That means I won. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, in first wow. place with an average yield of 234.35 was Todd's Tilthies. So close race on the top there between first and second. We did have a little bit of a drop um, after second into third. So, um, yeah, overall pretty bushels, tight race. Yeah, tight, you know, right. you're That's not, pretty, you're pretty not tight not. race. Always amazing how close these come in at the end, um, you know, by team. Um, it just shows – Really, how good you guys can pick across the board, I think. Um, how how yeah. is this spread's tighter than other years? Because it's three yeah, bushel yeah. top to oh, bottom. Yeah. I mean, that's statistically the same yeah. from top to bottom. Well, and, you know, it's your bottom end again was just that little bit was, higher. It was 217 versus right. the 207. Because the top end was basically the, the same, if not a little lower. You know, it's pretty yeah. much it's so. Yeah, it's crazy to me looking at this. Like, I had the two highest yielding varieties, and I took fourth place. I feel like yeah. Doug last year. Like Doug, yeah. that was yeah, the place yeah. you were in you last had year. You had like yeah. two or three in the top ten, and then like the no, bottom. I had, end. I had like four in the or top, four in the top. Yeah, in like the top twelve. Right, and then my I had the lowest one. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy to me that yeah, how that works. But hey, yeah, yeah Matt, look at that. Two fifty six point seven is two. the top. Two of them. They're yeah, right, there, right. right. And another 256.01. And then the 207 like, dra dragged me, but yeah. Huh. So with that, we can move into the individual results if you'd like. Or No, yeah. I want to wallow in this. Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> well, time. no one wants no to. The... Two time, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you kind of saw there in first place was one of Matt's varieties that was the Jung... 50 DT 503, and again we have that cob in in studio here to look at. It's uh, a nice cob. It's a nice cob. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It like is. It's the the population varieties. was there right with it. Yep. Um, that helped push it. It was also one of the tallest varieties early season. So in that wow. you know V5 growth stage, it mm -hmm. really was able to put on some yield at that time. It's almost got a perfect tip back. Yep. That is a nice cob. Yeah. Like you can't the. The right amount of girth to width, you know, all that depth, good stuff. Depth. I'd take it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> Second place variety was a Bravant 99A24. Nice. That Bra one's been a good variety in general. You know, that when you picked that, yeah. Matt, I remember being like, that's going to. Yeah. No, I've had high hopes for that one. 
Third place was a Dairyland 3601. Fourth place was the Kelb 4785. Fifth place was Jung 42DP403. A lot of Jungs at the top. Sixth place was Jung 48SS443. So far, you got a bit of in the top five. You've got two Corteva sort of genetic base and three Bayer Mm -hmm. sort of base genetics there. So seventh place was Dairyland 3900. This is your one. That's your guy, ain't it? Yeah. You playing a lot of that. Yeah, I had like 50 acres this year. I no-tailed it. It was a little rough. It still yielded all right. Eighth place was Partner Brand, 69-62. Nice. Nice. Ninth place was a DeKalb, 45-35. Tenth place was Legend, 93-97. 11th was DeKalb 101.33. That had like the just, second biggest cob. That one yeah, shocks I, me. Yeah. That, I thought it would be way up like right. top five. That, that, yes, that variety is doing well in in other, like in first trials and some of that stuff. But it's mainly just towards the top, which I guess serves yeah. here. They have the highest moisture in the plot. Moisture probably hurts you there, huh. yeah. And 12th was a Jung 48DT444. How far down is statistically the same, Derek? Where do we Right down to, to about that 12 okay. would be the same. Would be kind um, of that bold. The top two varieties would be kind of your statistically <laughs> above the average. How did Matt not win plot. this? Like, that's I, yeah. crazy. And that was my first and fourth round picks. So I picked first the Ravon first and sure. the Jung in the fourth round. I yeah. pulled up the draft board here. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I it was a good late round pick with the Jungs, but well, yeah. Yeah, that's funny because I, I want to say I picked that um, that Jung 49. That was right second around. round. What was that? That was your second round okay. pick, yeah. Or no, yeah, 49, right? Because you, yeah. your last round was 48. Okay. Yeah. I remember like I was debating you took one Jungs and I took the other one. Yep. And I went with the droughtier one. <laughs> Which seems to not have paid off. My same man, mine the the decal I took first round and the jungs. Those are both in the top ten. That was a fifth round too, fourth yeah, round. Fourth so round, yeah. we've talked about that by round of how that's not always no correlate. So that's tough too. Just kind of go with what you're comfortable with. Yeah, oh, right. That's true. So the average yield overall in this trial this year was 232.38 bushels. Average chest weight was 53.79 bushels, and the average moisture was 21.49%. Um, the moisture isn't as big of a spread as I expected. You know, with the top of 23% and kind of your lower ones in the 19s, that isn't, Yeah, that's not crazy of a spread, you know, that's pretty normal. That four points, I guess, when you start getting more than that, that's when you got to watch plot results that could be skewed towards moisture more. But right. it's pretty normal. Well, for a ten day swing to only be four points, yeah, that's almost terrible. crazy, yeah. right? <laughs> and is that is not what I'm seeing in the field either? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I feel like ninety. You know, anything above 
in that 98 100 day is just hanging wet oh, and yeah. you get lower than that and it's it's drying test weights it is a little bit of shocking that you know nothing hit the f- even 55 yeah so it's a little bit frustrating that we couldn't well i guess there's a f- is there any 55s Derek? there's 54.8 there's a yeah, 55 there's, yeah the the partner's brand 6962 did hit a 55 that was the <laughs> highest test weight in the plot Matt, you had three in the bottom six. <laughs> right. And that's, that's what, what brought what, your top two down. Right. I had the lowest and then. It's wild to think yeah, that you had the, the high of high. The you had the, high, the top, top two. two right. And then, and then, yeah. If you had a basketball team, you would win definitely because you had Giannis and Damian Lillard. It's just your other three guys were right. terrible. They were tripping all over themselves. Yeah. Just try to keep up with <laughs> just the, like, just give those it. two. But yeah. Sure. The other part to highlight, I mean, at 207 bushel at your low, that's still a very good yield. Right. So that is one thing. And and maybe one thing to note that we're starting to see in trials, Derek, is that they're, that they won't eat that. I don't know what the word is published, but you don't even see some of these that are later in the plot anymore that they'll, mm-hmm. they'll put out the top 20 or top 30. And then the rest, it'll be in the, you know, in the notes that they're planted out there, but they won't be listed what they yielded. And and so something to note here is just that that is how a lot of plots are going is they're just publishing that sure. sort of top data and I wouldn't even say it's well you know in that case obviously it's anything in that top sixty seventy percent of the plot gets sort of yep. published and the rest get you don't really know what they even were so that's one thing to note here is these this was all that's in there and as you're looking at at plot results. You got to watch for that. UW will be, that's, they'll have everything. That's published. the very hardest part I have with plots is even we were all looking at the first trials before we came on air and it's like the top one is 263 and the bottom one is 235. It's like we're disappointed because it's at the bottom because it's, yeah. and it's still 235. 235 like yeah. we're yeah. just disappointed yeah. because it's in a bottom of this set of varieties. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But if you took a, that, Righty to the field and your field average two thirty five. I don't know that you'd be that disappointed. You would, you would be pretty pumped, yeah. right? Yeah. So that is something to watch. Watching these data sets as they're coming out this fall. The other hard part is a lot of varieties are already purchased by the time plot results come oh, out. Yeah. So it's extremely hard to. I had that to, argument with a farmer yesterday. I'm like, I got two plots. That's it. Like, yeah. The data. Here's what we can order. And what I'm hoping people can do is they can take the plots that they have. Don't look at so much the yield per se, right? But maybe look at the top. Here's this variety finished in the top 10 on 10 of my plots. You know, I have 12 plots. It finished in the top 10 in 10 of them. Like it's consistently. The consistency. Yeah. Yeah. I think Joe Lauer would agree with that, right? Derek is kind of what he oh, always yeah. said. I think he's usually on for... that three-year time frame. You want to see a consistent, yeah, sure. you know, top ten or top top of the plot performer, right? Because I mean, it'd be very easy to see a top performer drop the second year, and then even average out in the third year. But yeah, if you can get that consistent performance of that top ten, that'd be pretty good. The other thing that for this year. Derek, would you say you need, with how the weather was, that you should throw out some of the plots and not even listen to them? Or do you think that they're still fairly valid? I think that's part of the three-year um, 
you were looking for three years of plot data to kind of account for some of the, the variability that we're seeing in environmental conditions. And I think this is a year, I think you, you still look at this data and maybe not, uh, maybe don't weigh the results quite as heavily as some of the more normal years, quote unquote, but still look at it. I think it's extremely useful data because um, we, we certainly could have another dry year. And this shows we probably weren't as dry as we thought, right? Oh, right. You know, like, right. I mean, we I, like we talked before that we had a few timely rains that obviously I, helped. Early season, you know, right after planting, it was extremely dry. But after that, honestly, we, we caught some of the more timely rains than some other areas in the state for sure. Um, so I don't think we were um, as heavily in that that drought condition as other as other areas. Todd just doesn't want an asterisk on his victory here. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, he is trying to precursor this. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to like, oh, I don't know, it's good. It's, it's pretty good. normal. Yeah. Here, right? Well, he's consistent. It's Two out of three years, he nobody, wins it. So. I wasn't doping or anything like that. <laughs> Maybe he was the one out watering. Cor- yeah, 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 corked bad. Definitely <laughs> pissed on all his varieties. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he was stomping mine no, down. No, I just yeah. know how to, you just... You just pee on the ones you don't think are doing as do oh, as good sure, to bring sure. up your bring them up the bottom. You just bring up the bottom. That's why he drinks a lot of coke. His oh, pee's yeah. fairly acidic, yeah. so, so it actually damages gross the regulator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's peeing HPPD. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He drinks a quarter Roundup and goes out. And, I, yeah. My honest draft strategy for the last three years has been: don't necessarily look at the top, but just try to avoid the bottom. bottom. Yeah. That's been like of. Of ones that I'm just like, I know this is a good variety. I just know it's not sort of that, that like, because all these varieties are good. It's just I know that this one can kind of have some swings to it that I I don't want. It's the consistency part. That's what I'm looking for is consistent varieties. So maybe I'm like the sort of the yeah the brewers of baseball that I'm bites not at, trying to hit home runs. You're never apple gonna test. never gonna win the it. World Series, no. but you'll make the playoffs no. once in a while. And I'll, I'll win the World Series, but it'll be like 0.3 bushel, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. is definitely it's, uh, not hitting it out. But it's okay. It's fun. It's, it's fun, fun, guys. <laughs> We're here for fun. <laughs> it's it's fun. so much fun. It is neat, though, that even top to bottom, it's the same. It's right. five bushel. Or, right. Yeah. There's no, or whatever it was. Yeah. This uh, might be the closest we've I, had it, uh, across the years. I know some years have been eight, which yeah. is still close, but this, I don't, this is definitely the closest. Right. Yeah, and even looking at some of the results, um, you know, the, the fifth, fourth, and third were within one bushel, and, and first and second were also within a bushel. So yeah. you're looking at an extremely tight race even between those those placements. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm not seeing a correlation with, like, traits either. I mean, we shouldn't with the rotation, but... That's a good point, Doug. We talk about, you know, conversions of traits and different... Yeah. And well, I, I just... I got some farmers that just swear you got to have certain traits. You got to have the Chrome or you got to have the smart sex pro just because the genetics are there. And I'm just not, it's all over the board here. Yeah. No, there's a lot of separation in traits as far as you got Chrome's near the bottom, up near the top, acre max is up at the top and at the bottom. Yeah. There's not really any, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, tricepta is all the way up and down. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. only one that There's three throughout and they're one top, one middle, one bottom. Yeah. So the only one that's out there is Smart Sex Pro because there was only one it's just in the middle. Right. <laughs> so The two conventional struggled, but that doesn't necessarily mean 
I mean, we didn't see any corn borer. Yeah. So it, I don't know that that would be because of that. Yeah. Right, and with the rotation, it, it shouldn't have been too bad. Yeah, there's such a small data set of that. It'd be interesting what Joe Lauer yeah. always compares conventionals to, and in general has said the conventionals can compete, but it's always interesting to watch in his data set of how well the conventionals do versus the traded. So you're going to buy some of that Facebook $99 a bag corn? <laughs> That one step above fleet farm corn, yeah. it's up to ninety nine dollars. Eighty five, yeah. Eight hybrid, I think yeah. there's one that's like hybrid eighty five. That's yeah. like eighty five dollar. But then there was one somebody sent me the other day. It's all ninety nine dollars, and they thought it was fully traded. And I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> like it doesn't even get <laughs> yeah. wound up. Right, you would not even the tech fee. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> the tech fee is even. Yeah. Yeah. It just made me laugh. It's, it's free, like free corn plus a tech fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean we can't plant this? And like, a lot of corn on corn wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. So, Derek, anything else you thought that stood out across the plot that, or anything you've noticed that was surprising to you, or that maybe the, the, everything was as expected? I don't know. The test weight coming back a little lower this year. We saw that across the whole research farm. It was you know one to two points lower than normal. Um, so that. I don't know that was extremely surprising just because we had a little bit drier season. Um, but that was one thing that stuck out. Um, like Todd said, moisture wasn't, uh, it didn't vary a ton in the plots. I did have some, um, some trials, different trials that had varied from like a 88 day up to 101 or 102. And those did um, vary quite a bit more in, in moisture than these. Sure. But yeah, other than that, overall, I think uh, I was happy with the trial. I, the The data came back pretty sound, and um, things went great during the season. So yeah, no, I, I think we've covered a lot of the things that we we've noticed here. And the fact that the moistures were that tight was probably the biggest surprise, I think. And Todd, you mentioned that before. Derek, would you like to comment on your LSDs and how statistically correct <laughs> this data is? <laughs> Yeah, we had. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what LSD is, it's not the drug. It's not, yeah, it's not Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. So explain that maybe first, and then talk yeah. About so it. we've got we've got LSD listed at different uh, percentages. So um, we've tested this at a ten percent or a LSD point one. So what that is saying is that there's a ten percent probability that those varieties of, or there's a ninety percent probability that those varieties will be statistically the same. So um, looking at that, we've got a 20.79 bushel kind of buffer between varieties to say that those would be the same in this trial. Um, We'd like to get that number as low as possible in general. So we also tested that at a 0.25 level, which, um, you know, if you're looking to to pick varieties, usually you want to use that, that 0.1 level or even a 0.05, meaning that you have a higher um, amount of predictability that those varieties will be either top of the top of the tri- trial or um, predictably high. So when you look at the 25% level, um, you're looking at a 14.46 bushel swing between varieties that they would be statistically the same. Um, of course we'd always like to get, uh, 
those numbers lower. I think this year, something that played into um, a, possibly a slightly higher LSD this year was just that that early emergence in the plot, uh, being that we did have some drier weather, mm-hmm. some of those later emerging uh, plants that came up affected yield probably in some of the plots where um, it didn't in the past. And what is LSD again for those listening? The least significant difference. Yeah. So yes, it's not drugs. That That is a good point to watch in trials. I mean, you got that reported in other trials just to see, just to help you know, basically take the top end yield minus that number and those varieties would be all fairly statistically similar. Correct. Okay. They would be. Good. That was uh, half a question, half a They statement. would be at that predictability level. So at yep. that, you know, so you'd be ninety percent correct. That you'd be ninety. Are, there's a ninety percent chance that if you plant those two varieties, that they'll be the same yield wise. So that is one thing to look at. Is you know maybe a, a, a variety took sixth, seventh, eighth in a plot. Um, they might be statistically the same as the top variety. So that's something to look out for. So don't, like, like Bill kind of said earlier, don't just look at the top variety in the plot. Look at the variability if it's replicated, like, like this trial is, and really see, you know, how does that really stack up to that top variety? So for us, the top 12 basically would be... Top 11, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's 235, not 236. But so yeah. that DeKalb um, 101.33 did play statistically the same as the top variety. So it, it was in the, in that top group. Yes. <laughs> What's the CV mean, Derek? The coefficient of variation. Uh, oh, ca- yeah. Okay. Cash Got value. it. Got cash it. Value. Thanks. <laughs> it's cash value. This whole plot's worth $7. <laughs> so what does that really mean, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It's a number to basically account for how much variation there is in the plot. Um, and there's a lot of math behind it that it would be difficult to explain now. But um, basically, it's just a number to kind of get to what kind of variability there is represented across all of the data. So do you want a high number or low number? Probably a low number. We're looking right? at a low number there. Yep. And is 7.59 a good low number, or do we want it's, it even lower than that? We'd like it lower than that. Um, but it's not extremely high where we'd be real worried about the trial okay. not being sure. uh, sound data. It's weird because you look at, just looking at a couple of first trials early, they had CVs of 10 and 4 and 7. and So so basically it's, it's saying that, it, okay, you have your four reps. Like one would be 280 and one would be 180. You would get a very high coefficient. CV. Right. And like you look Versus, at the CVs for yield compared to test weight moisture, it's, it's depending on what the values are. So sure. if we have higher values, you're usually going to get a higher CV as well. That is helpful. Those two numbers of, like we said, should we throw out some data in 2023? Well, yes, if those numbers are off, you probably should take less, weigh that plot less in your mind, even if it's closer to you in location you know, even if a lot of things, if, if those LSDs and CVs are high, higher than other plots you're comparing to, that means they're not as statistically. Correct. Sound. There's more I mean, variability. There's more in the variability. Plot. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to, we saw that. We saw that in, in rep one of this plot was drier in a drier spot than the other reps. Yep. So that's tricky. And that's tricky with data. Derek and I have that conversation a lot of 
do you throw data out ever because you just kind of know it's not as good a data and and unfortunately that happens a lot in the seed world and Derek's stance on this is no we're not like it's data still the data time the only time i am, am for throwing data out is if you have um if you know ahead of time that there is a, a known issue in the plot and you take it out before that yield even comes in so you don't have any bias towards towards what data gets Something taken out like uh, a, after the fact like physical damage like a raccoon or correct a bear gets correct. in there or just some you know like a planter sp- error or something like that or, yep that is a fair statement is if you're going to throw out data you probably should throw it out ahead of the time not after the data yeah. comes in be like yeah well yeah, this was good <laughs> yeah i sent out a plot to everybody this morning and i for tilth and everyone's asking me why one of the varieties did poorly and i have to explain that it's raccoon damage yeah but it's not on the plot data which sucks sure usually that's stated to the side of the plot yeah, or something there's like nothing that. on there yeah and it's just one of the earlier varieties that the raccoons liked so yep it's a good silage then yeah yeah <laughs> yep. <laughs> animals like it cows are gonna like it it's tasty Thank you again, Derek. Yeah, yeah thank you for putting work in. And, and thank you to all the companies out there that you know work with with this trial. If you'd like to work with us in the future, please contact Derek, and yeah, we'll get you in these plots. We're we're looking for more the the more hybrids we can get, the better. Um, especially, I mean, we have a good data set here, but if we could increase it by ten or twenty varieties, would sure make it even better. So and make the the draft more interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, and I, we really appreciate the companies that work with us on this, and we appreciate them sticking their necks out to put and get more data because we're seeing that, yeah, um, like we said, a lot of seed choices are made before data's out, so I think we're weighing less on the the data, but it's still extremely valuable for us and for our growers to it have this. To have a, a robust data set like this in this area, um, with four replications, you know, a lot of trials only have three. This one um, does allow that extra replication. That, that helps with those CVs. It helps with uh, honing down on those LSD numbers to get um, tighter data sets. So um, we're happy to have this trial here, and we hope we can have as much participation as we can in the future. So, Yeah, I think we learn something every year. I mean, Bill definitely learned this year that drought was not the strategy hey. for 2023, but hey. Hindsight is 2020, man. Hindsight Matt. is always 2020. You were right, Bill. <laughs> At the time, we weren't looking good. Hey, I finished just ahead of you, and that's only because I had the top two and nothing else going for me. So, no, I think it's it's always a learning experience. Um, you know, we've got new, new varieties every year, new things to see. Um, like we mentioned before, traits... We put a lot of stock in traits usually, but we saw a pretty wide dispersion for the traits across this plot, so that didn't necessarily really play that big of a role this year, but maybe next year it will. Who knows? So it's always good to keep doing these things. Well, thank you, Derek. Thanks, Doug, for coming in and helping out. Thanks for letting me play. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, congratulations to our winner, Todd Schomburg. Let's give him a round of applause. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Fun guys, we're here for fun. No, just, so this we'll, is Matt's cow. We'll po- so yeah, you Matt's can, cow. are you going to put my cow <laughs> on put your trophy? trophy just to like, <laughs> yes, just to toilet. Like Thanks. That. Yeah, uh, oh, appreciate that. that. <laughs> uh, let's 
time to no rivalry going on at all. Yes. All right. Well, thanks all of you for being here. Thanks to all of our listeners out there. Um, like Todd said, if you have ideas for varieties or uh, know of a company that wants to get in the plot, have them contact us, and we'll send out some information on our Facebook and Twitter, so where you can follow us, and as normal. Thanks for listening, and happy farming.